Vince McMahon is going to love this. It did not go over well then. I hate it. I hate it so much. You have three points, sir. I always like to chime in. Thank you for asking. It involved pee. Vince is probably laughing his tits off. Break glass in case of pee joke. He was brought in to the WWE to be shit on. Drug-free urine. (laughs) It is terrible. Welcome, everyone, to another week of one of the greatest podcasts you will ever hear in your entire life, much less episode. It is another week of the One Fall Show. This podcast, scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit, is part game show and part wrestling discussion. I'm your host, Chuck Bean, joined by my timekeeper, scorekeeper, and uh, all-around keeping me in line keeper, Miss Erica Bennis. What's up, Sweet Cheeks? Oh, you know, you know. And uh, this week we are uh, we have a special guest as uh, part of our panelist. But let me introduce you to the panelists you already know. First of all, we have Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody! And uh, we also have our uh, nine-time champion, looking to make it an official ten times this week, Mr. Nate Bender. That's right, the One Fall Show Undisputed Intermetaversal Podcast Champion has arrived once again. And uh, we're looking this week, hopefully, for a ringer in our guest. He is quite possibly one of the best wrestling managers in the Midwest, at least by my count, as well as a fine wrestling commentator as well. He is Jonathan Presley. Jonathan, are you there? I'm good. I'm I'm here. Um, I'm here. Get used to it. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> Um, before we get started, Jonathan, because you have, you do have multiple years as a wrestling manager. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you had advice for other wrestling managers around the world, what is the most important part of being the manager of champions? That's a tough question. I would say don't do it because that leaves more room for me to make money. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But, um, always put whoever you're managing ahead of yourself would be the best, uh, advice I can give. Excellent, excellent. I think Taz needs to take some of that advice to heart. Because he's always <laughs> up front in those promos. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> Fair point. I don't want to get choked out. <laughs> this show, as as always, will consist of three rounds. Each uh, round will have three questions in it. The first question is worth one point. The second worth two. And the third worth three. Nate, as our nine-time champion, I will let you select our first round. And, of course, uh, when somebody gets a question wrong, we'll move on to the other contestants. And they have an opportunity to steal the points and uh, and control of the round as we go. Nate, you've got Smacked Raw about Raw and SmackDown this week. The Wednesday Night War featuring NXT and AEW. And, of course, Around the Ring. News and notes from all the other federations that have shows. And potent potables. I'm going to use my champion's advantage to go with a category I'm quite comfortable with. Uh, Let's start in the Wednesday Night War. All right. Before we start, let me say I am highly suspicious that Justin is gone for this seeking of the 10th championship. I'm I'm suggesting shenanigans. Well, had just nothing to do with it this time. Had Justin been here, we you guys would have been defending your tag team championships, right? So, you know, I, I kind of noticed something, right? You know, between last week where you guys were complaining about all the rules and this week where Justin just 
can't show up to defend his tag team titles. I think you guys are the heels. I'm not the heel here. <laughs> well, I'm I the, think he I'm, was, he was I'm uh, the t- worried about me being on. So I, You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Because our combined powers would have been way too much for them to handle. Oh, it absolutely. W- it would have been an absolute blowout. And and that's the, like, that's the thing. I'm a defending champion. I'm here every single week defending my championship. About to be a 10-time champion. So, yeah, no, I think you guys are the heels. I think that we've... We've got this whole thing backwards. Well, I'm glad you brought up tag team wrestling because that is where we're starting with the Wednesday Night War. Uh, FTR having a contract signing during Wednesday night's Dynamite. And uh, who showed up to look over at the tag team contract they, before they signed on that dotted line? Uh, there were two people. That would be Double A Arn Anderson and uh, also uh, Hangman Adam Page showed up with some drinks at the end. Absolutely. That was a fun, fun segment. And uh, to see FTR aligning with Tully Blanchard and Sean Spears, uh, or even Arn Anderson, has been alluded to, uh, alluded to since they uh, showed up in AEW. What do we think is going to come of them uh, having Arn kind of looking over things? Is that do you, do you think that's something we're going to look forward to in the future? I think the first thing that has to happen is that Cody and Arn have to have a split because when I see Arn, my first thought is the Nightmare Collective, right? Like he's the coach of the the Nightmare Collective. I sort of feel because they've they've teased it a, on a couple of segments. I kind of feel like Cody at some point is going to break away from Arn, and then we'll get some kind of faction that's sort of uh, you know uh, uh, headed by Arn and Tully uh, as sort of the masterminds of it. I think that would be a really cool program. I, I'd love to see those two dudes kind of working together, not in like an in ring sense, but just like you know, uh, constructing a, a stable together. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it could be really cool depending on how they end up going with it. They've been stringing us along on this analog to the four horsemen for a little while now, haven't they? And, uh, it is a lot of fun, but they, there's a balance that has to be struck and you can't string it on for too long. So I'm very interested to see this story continue to progress week to week in meaningful ways. We mentioned Taz a couple of minutes ago, too, and I, I, I'm sure we've talked about this maybe in the last month, but is anybody doing wrestling managers as well as AEW right now? I don't no. think so. I enjoy seeing all the I enjoy seeing Jake Roberts. I enjoy seeing Taz and Arn Anderson as, uh, you know, as as flowery, you know, side garish to uh, what's going on in the ring. I think it's fantastic. Even Vicky Guerrero is going to be fun. Yeah, I think pairing Vicky Guerrero with Nyla Rose is a little weird because Nyla Rose is one of the few girls on that program that can talk. Um, So just let her talk. But I do think that AEW is doing really, really interesting stuff with the idea of of the management role and especially looking towards legends to help bring a little bit more shine to their program. I think it's really smart. I'd like to ask Jonathan, is... To me, what defines AEW from all of the WWE products is is the scripting, right? The, the tight scripting. And it seems that a few people on WWE have some wiggle room for creativity. But in your world, the indie world where you're coming up and you're learning the business, isn't it almost all improv? And we get that from AEW, and that's completely eliminated by WWE. Yeah. Um, you know, on the indie level, uh, it's sink or swim. You know what I mean? So... You know, you're you're given um, bullet points and things to uh, talk about, but 
it's up to you to go out there, say what you need to say in the way you want to say it, and make it feel organic. I think that as far as AEW goes, like that's one of their biggest strengths currently is, you know, you can have a Jake Roberts come out and just cut a phenomenal promo and take up five to ten minutes of TV time with just that. And everybody's just going to be talking about it the next day, like uh, when he first showed up. Yeah, or, or like Eddie Kingston. This is so long overdue for him. Totally. But I think, I, I think if you just had the match between Cody and Eddie Kingston, that it would have left a very different impression than if he didn't have a chance to cut that promo. Because if he hadn't had the chance to, you know, uh, you know, stop looking at me, Arn, or I'm going to pluck those eyes out of your head. Like if he hadn't been able to make that impression, who knows if he would have been signed this week. So, you know, I think that's uh, that's that's a really important point about, you know, the what AEW brings to the table. You know, or if or if he showed up as the tough guy and a writer's room had to write their vision of a tough guy. Yes. And executives had to agree that that's what a tough guy sounded like instead of just letting him fucking embody his experience. Yeah, it's like Lance Archer. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when I heard he was coming in, I was like, oh, the guy who used to be in TNA with the tramp stamp. But now he looks great and he's not bad. All right, well, let's move ahead in the uh, round with our second question. Nate's still in control of the board. NXT this week saw the second competitor win their chance to compete in the ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship at TakeOver 30. Who was it? That was Dexter Loomis. Yes, it was. A fine match to uh, end off the uh, NXT show this week. And uh, what do we think of Dexter Loomis? Very strange character. I like Dexter Loomis a lot. Like I, th- I like his physicality, the presence that he brings to the ring. Um, you know, I, I, I like, I like that we haven't heard him talk at all in NXT. Um, so I think like, it's a, it's a great, interesting gimmick that makes me want to see more of him. I'm really digging what I'm seeing out of Dexter Loomis. And I think that part of it is he's found an end around to exactly what I was complaining about after the first question, right? How do you avoid bad scripting? You do everything uh, physically. No one's going to micromanage, you know, raise your eyebrow here, rock. So he, he brings this incredible presence without having to say a, a scripted word. I think there's a ton of potential for that. And, you know, he's he seems to be a, an extremely competent, if not excellent worker as well. So I think the sky's the limit for him. I'm a big fan of his uh, Stranger Things theme song that he comes out to. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> all right, Nate, uh, you've got two out of three. Let's see if you can make it uh, all three this round. Uh, there were three debut appearances on uh, AEW Dynamite last week for one point each. Name them. Matt Cardona. Yep. Um, there were three. Yep. Last week. Really? Uh, no, yes. this week. This, well, yeah, this, this this past week, there were three people that made their AEW debuts. Yeah, it was... Um, Hang on. Cardona. Wait. Don't give me the answer. Oh, okay. He's He's got a 10 count, which he's dangerously close to being at the end of. Yeah. Right. Sorry, uh, it's my first day. Uh, <laughs> I've I've got Matt Cardona, but I, I can't think of... Uh, oh, War Horse. Okay, that's that's two, but I'm going to have to cut you off there Yeah, because uh, otherwise I'm going to get a lot of shit about being a bad referee. 
So uh, we will uh, let, let's th- let's throw it to Jonathan. It sounds like he may have uh, he may have some some good answers here. Jonathan, who are the three debuts from AEW Dynamite this week? It was um, Cardona. It was uh, Warhorse. And it was also uh, Cameron. I forget what name she's using now. She was um, a Funkadactyl. Before. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, the name I have here for her is uh, Adrian. Adrian Neville? No, Ar- Ar- Ariane Andrew. I'm sorry. I am not going to remember that name. <laughs> Ariane Andrew. Yeah, I, no I recognize okay. her as Cameron. Absolutely. You may not have to because, I mean, she's only going to be taking part in the uh, the women's uh, tag team tournament. No, no one really knows if she's going to get signed. So who knows? Right. I mean, at this point, they could just keep her on a nightly basis independently. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of buzz about Warhorse before the uh, before AEW Dynamite, as we we learned that he was going to be facing Cody, and then uh, we've heard over the weeks that Matt Cordona uh, didn't have a place as far as Cody was concerned in AEW, and here he is. So, uh, what do we think? Uh, I I liked uh, Matt Cordona, uh, Cordona, right? Cardona, whatever his name is, uh, yeah, Zach Ryder. Uh, will probably be able to do some interesting stuff in AEW. I am starting to get concerned that the field is getting a little bit cluttered, though, right? Like, you've got a, a lot of former WWE cats that are floating through now. And, I, you know, I the, one of the reasons I like AEW is to see, you know, new and upcoming talent. And I mentioned last week when we saw Eddie Kingston on, like they need to nab him, but they can't nab everyone. Warhorse was my first person coming in where I was like, yeah, okay, that was that was a nice one off, but I don't think he needs to stick around. Not that I didn't like him. It's that I I didn't think that he brought anything to the table that uh, a Lance Archer couldn't fill, you know, that role or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with, uh, Cardona and, uh, less interested to see what happens with Warhorse. Keep in mind too, um, like I totally understand where you're coming from, Nate. It does seem like they're gathering a lot of people very quickly, but, uh, AEW is on the hook to do a second show with No, TV. you're right. with TNT. So they might be kind of staffing their roster for that. Obviously we still don't have any details about this supposed second show, which I'm sure isn't supposed at all. Um, I mean, the, the ratings have proven themselves. Of course, they're going to try and capitalize on, on a second show. It just makes logical business sense. Cody was also quoted this week as saying that there's some people who they have under contract that they're not really, really utilizing. So there's probably some dead weight that they could cut hybrid twos, not really doing a whole lot. Um, you know, uh, Joey Janela, I'm personally not really a huge fan of, you know, so I think that there's a couple of people that they could probably either let their deals expire or, you know, whatever, and, and, you know, break ties and be able to start using newer people in, in a, in a better way. But you bring up a really good point that that second show, that's a lot to be responsible for. And I don't know, you know, if it's better to have two separate rosters the way that the WWE does it or to have a combined roster and you, you see a mix of talent between the two shows. I don't, I don't know what the answer is there, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see 
when does that show launch? Like, do we have any idea? Did coronavirus knock it off schedule? I'm sure it's significantly delayed because of COVID, Um, but but it is on the books. Like they, they've announced like a second show is pending for sure. I would assume in the fall, it'll be out, right? Like September, October, something. Right. Try and make it part of like a, a, you know, fall lineup. Lineup. Exactly. From a production standpoint, they have it super easy right now where they only have one facility that they're filming from. So in theory, yeah, like they could produce a second show very easily. Well, they already do with dark. True. Yeah, I was. Gonna, that's what I was going to say. Let's not forget AEW Dark on Tuesdays as well. There are constantly. I'll see the tweets about AEW Dark and be like, I have no idea who that person is. I've never seen them on Dynamite. Yeah, it's it's their WCW Saturday Night of uh, <laughs> of Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that uh, th- that'll do it for this round, Erica. What do we have in points at the end of round one? Uh, at the end of round one, we have Nate and Jonathan tied with three points. Shawnee has yet to get on the board, but he will kick off next category. Are we uh, are we not giving Nate a point or two for the uh, third question? Or are we just yeah? I had two Jonathan? of those. I had two of those right. I got two points on that. Uh, that's 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 up to to Erica as my you know over the shoulder referee here. I mean, we could see what Mister Washington has to see about that, Erica. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's going to take a lot more money to change my mind if if name oh, okay. is looking what about mr it, washington's other friend mr <laughs> washington <laughs> <laughs> we got another friend george washington he wants to join his buddies okay hold right here were you quoting a night at the roxbury or am i just being really hopeful uh i was yes <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, we're going into a uh, second round. And you know what? Uh, since Jonathan pretty much took control of the round, the last round, I'll let you choose. Do you want to talk about Raw and SmackDown for our next round, or do you want to talk about the news and notes from around the ring? Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, no, no. He just completely tuned you out 100%. Yeah. All yeah, evidence points that in that direction. What? You fucked it up, kid. No, what? Shawnee, doesn't, Shawnee doesn't have any points. The lowest score leads off the next round. I'm sorry. All right, Sean, where are we going? Raw and SmackDown or news and notes? Oh man, I, I I I just argued my way into a position I really don't want to be in. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do Smack Raw. All right, uh, sounds good. This week on Raw, we got ourselves a new Raw Women's Champion as uh, Asuka and Sasha Banks uh, fought in a match for that. Who turned out to be the winner? That Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. Yes, yes, for sure, Miss uh, Miss Sasha Banks. Now Sasha and Bailey have all the gold and uh i don't know about you guys but i have to say while i don't appreciate uh them as heels they are definitely doing the job as far as making me hate them how do we all feel here yeah it's it's just never been my favorite storyline i i I don't feel like it's weird because i always in my head i'm thinking i don't feel like they treat the women's roster with enough respect when it comes to the stories but then i think really that's true of the other side too it's just a wwe thing and not so much a women's thing i thought the match though was excellent i'd forgotten really how very very good at selling sasha banks is when it's actually in ring i enjoy that a lot more than the outside of the ring stuff and again i think that comes to that whole scripting and all that you know it's uh, it's sort of a theme with me today but uh you know i, I i'm I'm I'll be happy for this storyline to end, but at the same time, I do think we're seeing some excellent wrestling matches. I kind of like the um, chemistry that Bailey and Sasha have. 
it's going to be interesting to see where they go moving forward because they've been together as a team for what one or two years now. Yeah, it's been a minute, and there there's not a lot of like you know legitimate tag teams you know who stick around for a long time without just breaking up and whatever. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah, I'm much more interested to see where what they do with Oscar moving forward because obviously. Uh, Kyrie Sane is done and heading back to Japan. Um, you know, now, the, what was up with that? If you don't mind me asking, was that a visa issue or a contract no, dispute? I, I, I don't know that there was a dispute. I think that her contract was just done and they, they didn't renew her so that they, oh. they just wrote her off a of television. It sounded like she really wanted to return to Japan. She's married to a professional wrestler. But in in any case, she I think she had a desire to return back to Japan. Um, and I think she's also looking to retire. So, you know, like it, I think it was a it was a mutual parting of ways. But, you know, that leaves Asuka in a really interesting position. Um, you know, I I I and and now the women's division down a tag team like how many how many actual women's tag team are there left there's like three yeah there's the iconics um i can't think of another one (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say they they're they're, the iconics are gonna win the war of attrition here yeah they're just gonna outlast everybody so (laughs) which is fine i think they're pretty good so all right, well, let's move on. Shawnee got that one right. So uh, we'll go to our second question here in the Smack Raw category. Uh, at the end of SmackDown this week, uh, Alexa Blitz was left alone and attacked by whom? Bray Wyatt. Being, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you very much for jumping in with that one, Jonathan, and giving Shawnee the points. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I thought it, I, I, I wasn't sure how it went. Sorry, I ruined the game. <laughs> no, it's all good. He gets to continue until he gets it wrong, and then we'll move on to you. But you know what? Okay. He, uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. You can help people out. Yeah, What? how do we feel about this? I was super into it, but you guys know I'm into the spooky bullshit when it comes to wrestling. I thought that SmackDown was excellent all around. I liked how the they opened the show with all the different promos, and I, I, I almost checked in early because I had to get up uh, real early for work the next day. But boy, I'm glad I didn't. And I, I love the, the the suspense-filled mandible claw delivery. It was it was something else. Uh, I really dug it. Yeah, this might be the first thing that the fiend is involved with that I'm actually interested in. From the very inception of this gimmick, I thought it was really really bad. And this now, now that they've somehow incorporated Alexa bliss into the, the swamp fight, and it's actually playing out that the fiend is now for some reason interested in her. Okay. All right. You got me interested. Who knows what they're going to do with it, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this one. I clearly remember her in NXT having gear based off of Freddy Krueger. So I, it's the kind of thing that I hope uh, she's super excited to be a part of and not something that they're like, Hey, you're, you're doing this. Yeah. And I think I'm just excited for them to be using Alexa bliss in some form or fashion, because this, this whole thing that she's had with Nikki cross, it's been okay, but it, I don't think it's showcased her terribly well. Yeah. My only complaint is, um, and call me old fashioned, but the man on woman violence 
Sure. I mean, that could get some heat from sponsors as well. But it'd be, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see what, what they do with it. So. Yeah, it's kind of always a, a tightrope on, like, exactly how far do you go before it's officially too far. Right, like, you're not powerbombing them off, you know, powerbombing her off the stage or anything like that, so. Yeah, if this is as far as, like, the the physicality of, you know, Alexa Bliss and The Fiend to just sort of turn her to his influence, I think that's fine. Then now you've got, yeah. you've, you've got now a, a spooky women's gimmick you know, kind of like your WWE's Rosemary uh, that you have in the, the the women's division. I think that that's perfectly fine. Oh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that, Chuck. I, yeah, like I said, don't get my hopes up, man. Uh, all right, question three for Shawnee. Way back in July, which uh, or July 27th, which feels uh, like a month ago, reports surfaced that SummerSlam might not be taking place at the Performance Center what are the two location possibilities that are floating right now for the biggest party of the summer? I think it was either on a beach or on a boat. That's what you got on a beach or on a boat out of these two locations. What do we think is the one you'd like to see? Let's go around the, uh, the room and find out you can start Sean. I mean, if you're going to go have a, a battle boat and it's going to be PG, I don't particularly fucking care. Like, the, I, I've long had fantasies of things happening in international waters. Watching bad children's television was never one of them. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Jonathan? Where You want the boat or you want the beach? Can we have the boat on the beach? Like shipwreck it on the beach? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to warm to the idea. Yeah, you could fight from the beach to the boat. Into international waters. I like this plan. I like this plan a lot. How about you, Nate? Okay. So I was just looking at a Reuters news story, 40 people infected with COVID-19 on Norway cruises. Both ideas seem really, really stupid in the middle of a pandemic. Just well, of course, really dumb. Also, AEW did it first. If we're going to talk about doing it on a cruise ship, (laughs) AEW did it first. And you, they should do it on a paddle boat. (laughs) Well, You know, you know that that would stick in Vince's craw. So I think that there's probably a bit more of a a likelihood that we'll get it on the beach. I do like the idea of a pontoon ring surrounded by (laughs) other boats. (laughs) Yeah, it could be like that old uh, Onita Terry Funk match in the swimming pool. Yes, exactly. They could maybe they could get a wrestling ring and put it on a bunch of floaties and then do it like uh, what Jobby Nooner, where they have a bunch of small boats around that ring. That's exactly yeah. what I just said. Upon Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> know your history. Uh, Erica, is, do you have a- one? It is not your day, apparently, Chuck, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I think the best suggestion and to kind of play off of what Jonathan said, I, I saw Brian Alvarez tweet, like, look, if they can start on the, if, if they can have summer slap summer slam on a ship and then the ship crashes into like a bunch of rocks and then they're shipwrecked and then they're forced to do raw and SmackDown on a beach. Okay. Like yeah, it could be like <laughs> fight Island. It, exactly. So it's look, the whole thing about going back to what Nate said, um, how a bunch of people were infected on a cruise ship. 
fair enough. However, they are still in an enclosed facility at the performance center. So if they're on a ship that at least like is open air, like it's, it's almost, it's almost safer for them to do it on the damn ship in the first place. Oh my God. I agree. Why haven't they done the, the SS WWE and it's been on a boat this whole goddamn time. Yeah. The Russell vessel. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. There there you go. That's branding for you. Like, yep. It just writes itself. Like, where do we come on? Just printing money at this point. Let's mix Gilligan's Island with WWE. I like that. I think if uh, <laughs> I, I think if we weren't opposed to being on a cruise ship, you could look forward to the one fall show wrestle vessel uh, in the future. Yeah, it'll but just I be don't... a kayak at Belle Isle. At Joey Nooner 2021. Quickly, <laughs> quickly trademark this before Je- uh, Chris Jericho hears this episode. Oh my God. Right. That's brand. That's branding. That's too good not to steal. Yeah. Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Erica, at the end of two rounds, what are the points looking like? Uh, Shawnee has come back from behind and swept that last category. He's leading with six points. Now, Nate and Jonathan with three points tied still. Now I know we give, you know, who's ever like in last the chance to go ahead and Nate, I want you to calm calm down before I say this, but I think our guest should go next on this category. The fix is in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nine Did, times. I, didn't, champ. I don't get I don't get points for two of my answers. And I don't get control of the third category. All right. You fine. are great. I see, I see I see what's happening here. I see what's oh, happening here. Freak. This is collusion. <laughs> That's what this is. This is collusion. No, you are a grade grubbing son of a bitch who's looking for partial credit wherever he can get it. I'm sorry, all or nothing. Whew. Whew. It's getting Look, I can respect that. It's getting intense here at the one fall show. All right, so all right, Jonathan. To be fair, let's let's make sure that we adhere to that rule going forward. Or okay. at least make it abundantly clear. Like usually in in my questions, Chuck, you can, you know, account to this. Like I will usually say, like, for X amount of points, name this. Like I make sure. it clear. All right. I I have always been transparent. Chuck needs to facilitate that and make it abundantly clear. So there we go. It all ties into his ignoring everything that you send his way. It's I mean everything. It's just yeah. You know, sometimes shit happens. Also, side note: I have made a note that I will get you a shirt that says "Spooky Bullshit." For, for, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be for a birthday, Christmas gift. I don't know yet, but I've already put it down on on I mean, my. It could be a Halloween gift. I'm looking forward to that. True. I'm looking that that may be our first uh, one fall show branded uh, piece of merch right there. It's a t-shirt <laughs> that's spooky bullshit. I, I'd wear it. All right, Jonathan, you've got our uh, around the ring news and notes talking about, of course, New Japan Impact Wrestling and everything in between. Uh, question one. The guy formerly known as Rusev, now known as Miro, was banned for a day from the Twitch streaming service. Why was this? He violated their rules. Sure, but uh, there, there's a specific rule that went in there. I, I encourage you to, uh, if you don't have a an answer in your mind, to you know, give me the funniest answer you can think of. I mean, did he show his wiener or something? Uh, nope, nope, that wasn't uh, what happened. But you're you're what, on the right. Was path. it a copyright strike? It was, was not he playing music. Nope. Let's uh, let's turn things over to Nate and uh, see if he can uh, see if he can answer this one. Uh, why was Miro banned from Twitch for a day? 
the ravishing Russian Lana appeared in a bathing suit, and that's a big no-no for Twitch. Why? That That is fascinating that, like, a woman in a bathing suit is something that can get you banned from Twitch for a day. Oh, that's if, stupid. If, if Miro had appeared without a shirt, he would have been banned for a day. I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. They're very, very, very strict about this. It, the reason is because there's a collection of people around Twitch. They're called incels. And anytime they see boobs, they mass report the channel like a spaz fest. Um, because oh, yeah. apparently women on their little video game platform is in inherently offensive to them. So if anyone has boobs in any form, it's just a mass report. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> it's not. It's Twitch. Oh, uh, Miro, Miro did say during his recent Twitch stream, though, that he is done with wrestling and he's just going to be a professional Twitch streamer and content creator on YouTube. Do we really think we're never going to see Rusev back in the ring? No, no. I think I, I doubt it. I honestly like this may be how he feels right now, but you can't understate the fact that Jim Ross, Tony Khan, um, you know, uh, a ton, you know, impact wrestling, like a lot of different people have, have in interviews said, I want to have Rusev. I want to have Miro, uh, you know, in my, in my program. Um, you know, if he needs a break from it, I totally get that. I totally understand needing some distance, but he is a top prospect. He can make good money doing it probably way better money than he can on Twitch. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that we'll see him in a wrestling ring again. I agree. He could really, uh, move the needle for like an impact wrestling or NLW ring of honor, you know, something like that. I don't think, um, a W needs him at the moment. Uh, but any of the other places, you know, would be a good fit for him. I agree with that. I think AEW doesn't need him, but yeah, he 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 can still he can still go and he can make a lot of money doing it. He would boost my enthusiasm for AEW to be sure, and I would be interested in following whatever he did anywhere else. I think he'd be a great uh, gaijin in New Japan. Oh, um, he would be so good. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, I'm hoping that getting that strike was a was a work. Uh, otherwise, he will definitely be back in the wrestling ring because he got banned for a day, like uh, three days after he said he wanted to make this his career. Yeah, I thought that was funny when I read that headline. <laughs> All right. Well, Nate, with our uh, getting the answer right, so we will uh, allow him to uh, answer this one first. I'm looking at you, Jonathan. Give him an opportunity before you jump in. Absolutely. Uh, the 31st annual Glad Media Awards took place this week, honoring films, television shows, musicians, and works of journalism that uh, fairly accurately and inclusively represent the LGBTQ community. Uh, which WWE superstar made an appearance at that award show? Sonya Deville? That's correct. Oh, that was a total blind guess. <laughs> it was a good one, though. I was waiting for the... Uh the soundbite of AJ Styles going the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also saw Sonya on uh, SmackDown giving Mandy uh, Rose a little bit of a haircut. What do we, uh, what do we think about Sonya's character going forward right now on SmackDown? So I'm actually kind of into this storyline now 
her and Mandy feuding have been a thing for a while, but I'm, I've always kind of been like, okay, well, where are they going to take this? Like if it leads to a hair versus hair match, I think that would be awesome. Cause I think Sonya Deville could really rock like a buzz cut very, very well. I think she is an up and coming star. You absolutely want to keep her in, in interesting storylines. I think this is developed into one of the more interesting storylines. So yeah, uh, keep this coming. Yeah. She's uh she's got some legitimate vibes of being like a psycho stalker and it's, it's working really, really well. Oh, she's really good at that. She is like when she just came looming out the back after, um, after that promo on Friday, it was a very sort of a primary theater move, right? Like it wasn't some act of brilliance in, in plotting that, but she, she executed it so damn well. Uh, I'm really optimistic for her going forward. And I think that she could be a, a real highlight uh, of the rest of the year. If she continues to get screen time. I saw her say in a recent interview, too, that she really enjoys being in the ring with Asuka, and I would absolutely love to see. I'd like to see Sonya and Asuka. I'd like to see Sonya and um, Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them with both with MMA backgrounds go against each other. That would be fantastic. Yeah, they could go into that. Uh, what was that weird ring they they recently did with the MMA thing? Oh, yeah, with, uh, with Matt Riddle. Yeah. 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 Put that cage up. Yep. That would be some fun. All right, Nate. Well, you've got uh, one more one more question to end this round off, and it is about New Japan Pro Wrestling. They announced their summer struggle event taking place at the end of August at the press conference. Katsu, let me make sure I get this right. Katsuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada. Continue. Kazum. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he announced the new championship title, which will be up for grabs at Summer Struggle. What's it called? Uh. You- don't have any idea so i'm gonna guess a hardcore championship it is not a hardcore championship uh let's throw it to uh justin what's uh what's this new championship that uh they're putting in new japan pro wrestling at summer struggle called crickets because justin ain't here yeah justin, oh no yeah J- justin's not here champ i'm sorry hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the champ to- <laughs> i meant to throw it to jp jp mr jonathan presley who is in for Justin? Uh, what's this New Japan Pro Wrestling Championship going to be called? Um, is it a Ben's Bikini Contest Championship? <laughs> now I kind of wish it was. That's what. <laughs> that's where the point, as far as I'm concerned. That was entertaining. Uh, Shawnee, it's up to you. This new uh, this New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, Championship. Let me stop you right there. That would be the Dick Togo Memorial Title. <laughs> that's that's Dick no, that's, Togo. That's, okay. That's our that's our tag team titles. That's not this title. <laughs> uh, I don't know then. It is the, is it King the of- Giant Baba um Weird Voice Award. <laughs> weird Voice Award. It is the King of Pro Wrestling Championship. Uh obviously Yeah, right. No, that King of the Mountain. <laughs> king of Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah, right. We're the kings of wrestling. Um <laughs> so Erica is our big New Japan fan here. Erica, uh, we'll start with you, and then anybody can jump in, seeing as none of us actually knew what this was. Uh, What do you think about this new championship that's coming out? Well, just to explain what this championship is, it's really strange, um, and and I do have a full like listing explanation of of what it is. But long story short, like it's it's like a it's there's no belt, 
it's it's more or less a really, 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 really fancy King of the Ring. Um, you do get a trophy at the end of the year if you win it, you know, and if you're still the the holder of the title by the end of the year. Uh, but like you're basically facing off various people and the fans get to, you know, figure out what the match stipulations are. Like, it's like a weird, like fan booking experience. And it's, it's all going to start off at summer struggle. And it, it comes from Okada's dissatisfaction with how the uh, world championship has been, or the IWGP heavyweight championship has been booked along with the IC title. So, I don't know how this is going to work because it's it seems very convoluted and just very like I I don't know what they're thinking. I give them props for for trying something new, but like it's really fucking weird. I was going to say, are they going to dig out uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's fancy Starscream crown and let them wear it if they if they win it? No, it like it once again. There is no. Like li- the, you will get a trophy at the end you don't of get the a prop. Year. Yeah, you will get a trophy at the end of the year, but it'll be something that like once like it's 2021, then it's you, you start from the beginning. Like if you're the winner at the end of 2020, like that's it. And then it's all back to square one afterwards. It, it, the inaugural champion. Let me just read verbatim. Hold, please. Uh, the inaugural champion will take championship will take place over two nights uh, on August 26th. Eight wrestlers will compete in four different singles matches in Cork and Hall. Each wrestler will present a stipulation for their match that fans will vote on which stipulation the match will be contested under. The winners of the four singles matches will advance to a four way match on August 29th at Summer Struggle in uh, Jingo Stadium. The winner of this four-way match will then become the inaugural King of Pro Wrestling Champion, and the King of Pro Wrestling Champion will defend the title until the end of the year with stipulations voted on by the fans. It's really weird. It kind of, I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Smoky Mountain Television Championship. There wasn't a belt for it, but they would select two guys and the winner of the match would get $1,000, and then every successful defense, he would get $1,000 until the fifth week, where he would get five grand if he won. But, like, for each uh, opponent, they would take names literally out of a hat at the beginning of the show. So it kind of it sounds like a, a version of that. How angry would you be if you were booked to lose on the fifth week? <laughs> Like, oh, I was so close. <laughs> I almost had it. Let's shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Erica. Well, give us, a, give us a point total at the end of three rounds before we move into our final fall. All right. Uh, heading into the final fall, we have Nate and Shawnee tied with six points. Jonathan has four. Um, the final fall question, as with tradition, is a bitch like me. <laughs> so have fun with it. All right, for our final fall question, typically our question is worth 10 points, so you can swing the game in either direction. This week, though, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more like what we did for our uh, Extreme Rules thing. So, but Erica is here, so hope, hopefully she can help me keep track of the points. There are 15 correct answers for this question. Each of them is worth two points, and I'm going to put three minutes on the clock and allow each of our participants to go around and name people 
who showed up in last night's boner yard match at talking shop a mania. Once again, there are 15 correct answers. We will start with, and once again, if you don't know an answer, just throw anything out there. It's fine. But uh, I'm putting three minutes on the clock and we will start with JP, Mr. Jonathan Presley. Go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, name me somebody who showed up at the Boner Yard match last night in Talking Shopamania. Uh, Luke Gallows. That's a correct answer. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to Sean. Um, Carl Anderson. You got that. All right. That's two points for Sean. Uh, Nate, name somebody else that showed up last night at Talking Shopamania's Boner Yard match. Joey Janela. Uh, no. He is not on the list, but we will continue going around until we get the end of the three minutes. So you've got multiple uh, opportunities to guess. We're back to JP. Um, Dennis Stamp. Dennis Stamp. I do not see him on my list, so that is not uh, worth two I thought points. he was finally going to get booked. <laughs> he's, he's not booked, Terry. Uh, that's two weeks in a row we've gotten to reference that bit. I appreciate that. Uh, moving on to Sean. Stang. Stang? No, no Stang. No Stang last night. Uh, what do you got for me, Nate? Enzo Amore. Enzo? Yeah, I've got Enzo in here, so that's two points for you right there. Uh, back to JP. Uh, big Cass? Big Cass. No Big Cass last night, just Enzo as an N-Z-O. Uh, Shawnee? Uh, the Yeti! <laughs> No, unfortunately, no yet, eh? but you're taking it off the board for uh, for Nate to guess, so I, I appreciate that kind of uh, chess match. Go ahead, Nate. I don't know. Abyss? Oh, no Abyss. That would have been great. No, he, actually he, works, he works for WWE right now. Yeah, they actually had Abyss show up on uh, Impact briefly uh, this week. I believe it was a... It was no a, shit! I, I, I believe real? it was like a... It was a flashback of some sort. We could talk about it once uh, we're through with the final fall here. JP, have you got any other guesses? Uh, let me think. Um, uh, RoboCop. No. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no RoboCop. Shawnee. <laughs> um, Brian Myers. That is correct. Brian Myers was there. Uh, Erica, I hope you're keeping track of these points. Yes, I am. Keep going. All right, Nate. Uh, th- uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Erica, do we count that? Because uh, we do have both members of the Rock and Roll Express in here. I just said that because they'll take any job. <laughs> it's a valid point. Um, Dan, I, I will I, take. I, listen, I will take one point for it. How about that? I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't demand the two points that I rightly deserve. Well, well, technically, I listed both members of the rock and roll express. So you could have gotten four points, but I will give you two because, <laughs> because Chuck let it spill that. Well, Erica has both of them on here. I'm like, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> Get it will, together. So Nate gets two, two points. points. Thank you. Yes. All right. One more, one more round. And then uh, of, of the three of you, and then we're done with this. Cause we've hit our three minutes. How about uh, Jonathan? One more guess. Uh, Sabu. No Sabu. No, unfortunately, no that Sabu. That would have been so good. Oh, I, good is not a word I would have used, but it would have been neat to see him. Okay, yeah, yeah, good, not not the right word. Uh, Shawnee. So is Ricky Morton off the list or not? <laughs> <laughs> He's always on the list. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take Ricky Morton. 
Nate, you've got one more guess. Fucking I, Heath Slater. I don't know. <laughs> That's a correct guess. What? 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 You have to be <laughs> shitting me. No, he was there. Why? Uh, Why? <laughs> he doesn't have because... anything better to do? What the no, fuck? No, he got fired. You're right. You're right. He doesn't have anything better to do, and he's got kids. Uh, now that we're through the uh, now that we're through the answers, I can let you guys know that uh, both Nick and Matt Jackson showed up. Uh, really? Johnny Johnny Swinger, Rapid Delivery, Rory Fox, Mike Bonet, and Maria Canellis, oh. Air Paris, and Air- this is wow. my favorite, Uncle Alan's Arm showed up at the Boner Yard match at Talking Shopamania last night. If you haven't seen it yet, it sounds atrocious and hilarious. So, so I did pay the $15 for it, but um, fucking Fight TV kept stalling at the same spot over and over again. And so after about 40 minutes, I just shut it down. Uh, I, I imagine that I'll watch it probably tonight. Yeah. But, uh, what I saw was, yeah, I mean, it is some, it is some mud show bullshit without question, but it's pretty yeah. fun. Which, by the way, my guess of Joey Janela was totally valid, by the way. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, valid, but it was wrong. So, fine. Fine. No, it it was a good guess. But uh, the Yeti did make an appearance on the pay-per-view, just not in that particular match. Oh, just not in the Boner Yard. I see. Wait, 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 wait. The Yeti actually made an appearance? Like, like it was the same guy who debuted in 1995? Fucking really? No, nah, not really. Um, <laughs> I mean, he he appeared, but like he had like three strips of toilet paper wrapped around him, and, and like well, there's a toilet paper as the Yeti, and then he walked, ambled off of frame. It was. Just oh, like I'm a- just, I I'm excited because I was present for his debut match. Like I I was there at Halloween Havoc in '95. So, oh man, that would have been so cool. Got to see Sabu in in uh, WCW. I got to see uh, uh, Ric Flair, uh, the Giants' first match. Got to see Big Show's debut. I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm a fan of Sabu, uh, but I have to say the last time I saw him at a local show, he was not moving around very well, and I felt very bad that he had to continue wrestling. And what a colossal prick. (laughs) 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 He's He's not a genteel fellow. (laughs) <laughs> He's always been cool with me, so I got nothing bad to say. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, Erica, I'm I'm looking to you. Give us our point totals. Well, I really wish I would have stopped you uh, when before you listed off all the names of the goddamn cameo list uh, because we got a tie. What? Yeah, uh, we got Nate and Shawnee with twelve points each. Jonathan. Uh, an outstanding first effort. I hope you do return. You receive six points. Now that you now know how this shit show operates, I'm sure you'll <laughs> you'll you'll come back swinging. Yeah, I'll probably do much better next time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I do have a potential tie-breaking question. It might be it might be kind of a jerk question, but I did give you a lot of extra uh, questions to choose from. So if you want to choose from those for the tiebreaker, be my guest. I will defer to you if you think you've got a really good tiebreaker question because I'm looking at what we have left over and I don't think any of them are uh, are, are difficult enough for uh, a tiebreaker. Okay, well then then I will uh, proceed with this question for Nate and Shawnee. Um, if you guys want to submit your answers to Chuck, um, 
go for it. Uh, but as Chuck previously stated, uh, during the boner yard match, which is a phrase I never thought I'd ever say, uh, you had uh, the Young Bucks and Gallows and Anderson appear during the lovely cinemat- cinematography or cinematic experience. In what capacity did they appear? All right. While they're uh, busy typing up their answers to send to me over Discord via a uh, private message, I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Jonathan Presley, for joining us for this week's One Fall Show. If people want to find you online, where can they do so? Well, you can just look me up on Facebook, uh, Jonathan Presley. I have a like page with, like, I don't know, 300 people who like me. But I'm I'm much more... um, active on my regular facebook page just look up jonathan presley and look for the ugly guy you'll find me and then uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at at the john presley yeah that's about all i got going on i might be starting a podcast of my own just watching uh bad horror movies and reviewing them okay um and i also might be starting uh you know just making pickles and selling them at my merch table so <laughs> that sounds excellent i've never been to a merch table that made their own pickles that would go over really well <laughs> i i got the idea um because peter be beautiful i don't know if you guys are familiar but he sells his own hot sauce and i was like well i'm experimenting with making pickles right now because of covid i have not a lot going on so yeah i might be selling jars of pickles so put those pickles in your mouth <laughs> well, I've got my answers from both Nate and Shawnee. Uh, Shawnee said that uh, he wanted to remind you, Erica, that he just said Fight TV had fucked up, so he hadn't seen it. So he doesn't have any idea. Whereas Nate said that the Young Bucks show up as druids to attack the Good Brothers like they did to The Undertaker. That is not the answer we are looking for. However, if you would have looked at any sort of recap piece, it would have been ah. made abundantly clear in what Why would I do that when I paid to see it? I don't want it fucking <laughs> spoiled. Yeah, he's got a, he's kind of got a point there. Okay. Yeah, shame on you for not spoiling it for yourself. All right. Well, apparently I'm just a total <laughs> cunt then. So thank you guys. I'm sorry. You you No, you're good. We might have to uh call this one a tie. I don't they they can't both be champion, right? That's never happened in professional wrestling. <laughs> I'll ask them a question. Oh, okay. okay. Actually, go for it. Yeah, I like this. Okay, other than Paradise Valley, or no, Paradise Alley, excuse me, and Roadhouse, name another film Terry Funk has been in. Ooh, (laughs) that's a good one. I I don't even I don't even know this. (laughs) Uh, He was. I'm I'm not going to throw anything out there. I'll let I'll let them throw something out there. It's a great trivia question. It is a cool trivia question. By the way, do we want to even know in what capacity the Young Bucks and Gallows and Anderson appeared in the Boner Yard I think match? we'll leave it so that we don't spoil it for Shawnee or for anybody else that hasn't already seen Talking Shop. I mean, I know I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like it's worth the $15. I mean, kind of. You know, it was <laughs> it was it was fun. Like I yeah. knew I mean I've spent fifteen dollars on worse things. So that is exactly what I tweeted after the show. I'm like you know, I'm like, I knew what I was getting into. I wasn't expecting Shakespeare. So no, right. you're expecting $5 wrestling, but yes, or $15 would have been really crazy. If you paid $15 though, and you got to see uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson reciting Shakespeare. 
or fighting freight train? This is this is a really tough question because okay, all right, I know Roadhouse. I've seen him in Roadhouse. I've seen him in a couple of TV shows. Will you take a TV show? Does it have to be yeah. a movie? Oh, you will. I'll take a TV show. Yeah. Fuck it. He was in Quantum Leap. Oh yeah. Wow. I was thinking uh, Beyond the Mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been my only guess. Yeah, that would have been my guess as well. He was definitely in Quantum Leap because I actually just watched that a few days ago. Yeah, he was also in. Uh... What is it? Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. According to his IMDb, he was in The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh, I used to watch oh, that. Oh, shit, he was? He was in an episode of Swamp Thing back in 1991. Oh, my that God. Checks out. I used to watch that, too. He was in a movie with a gorilla, and I can't remember what the name of it is, because it was like... King Kong? No. <laughs> no. Um, Fuck, who's going to... He's going to climb after that ape forever. It's, it's a horrible movie. I think even Riff Tracks has made fun of it before, but I cannot remember what it's called. Some kind of Gorgo bullshit. Too, I, I yeah. watch a lot of Riff Tracks. Oh, um, no, it's it's Mom, Can I Keep Her? You know <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. I'm going to look that up after this show. Please do, because it's fucking horrible. Use it over the top. With Sylvester Stallone. Oh my God, he did! Michael <laughs> Elgin's mom was in that too. That's right. I'm proud to say that I've successfully avoided that movie for my entire life. Feel, feel free to spoil that one. That movie rule. Nice. Well, you see, there's a double elimination uh, uh, arm wrestling tournament, and Sylvester Stallone is in it. You'll never guess who wins. His son gets kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> right that's right if you ever see somebody take their their baseball cap and turn it around before they get serious they've seen over the top if you've seen the the wizard starring fred savage you've seen over the top <laughs> <laughs> i have well there you go i'm gonna call it a tie i'm, I'm gonna say that uh both shawnee and nate i pulled uh, quantum leap out of yeah, my he ass got it right I, I know, but I'm I'm gonna call it a tie. Bullshit. <laughs> that's that's the fix credit. is in. This <laughs> is collusion. I mean, if had I have gotten a guess, I would have for sure said beyond the mat. Right. So it's not like you both wouldn't you have gotten a guess. Terry, I mean, come on, we reference it every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I thought of it. Uh, uh, it's been an absolute joy. Uh Shawnee, you got 60 seconds. Uh, plug your stuff, talk some shit. Do you think? Well, I'm disappointed I didn't win this week because next week I'll have to listen to Nate carry on about his nine and a half championships. <laughs> uh, Nate, do you want to uh, do you want to pop off at anybody before we take off this week? Quantum leap. <laughs> he got it right. I'm on Quantum it. fucking leap. <laughs> I sympathize with you. <laughs> god uh, Eric, damn erica where where can people find you online well um i i feel just weird following nate's rant of, of just <laughs> two words because i'm like well i guess people can follow me uh, or find me on twitter and instagram at erica underscore banas but it's still not going to be as interesting as nate just yelling quantum leap so <laughs> I, I, want- I, I did my best if you want more of Nate Bender uh, yelling Quantum Leap, where can they find you online, Nate? Quantum Leap! <laughs> At Quantum Leap. 
All capital letters. You can and find me in Scott Bakula's closet. Quantumly! Shawnee, where can people... Where can people find you online? I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of the internet right now, sir. So, so fuck it. Don't bother. Uh, you can, of course, find us at The One Fall Show on Twitter and on Facebook. And you can find myself on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash chzuck. Thanks a lot again, JP, for uh, having. We'll, we'll have you on again real soon. No, uh, anytime you guys um, are desperate for uh, a contestant, I'll do it. So, I like it. I like it. Nate, take us out one more time. Quantum Leap! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, <shit. coughs> now I just, want, I just want that as a sound bite. You guys should use that at the closing of every show. <laughs> oh, shit. That was fun. Uh, Okay, I appreciate the fact that it just went off the rails in the final <laughs> fall, and I am here for it. Also, yeah. <laughs> well, because thank God it did, because uh, it gave us uh, three potential, actually now four, really. Uh, I originally had written down Terry Funk's IMDb Appreciation Hour uh, as, <laughs> oh. as, a, as an episode name. Um, I pulled Quantum Leap out of my ass, or just I think just Quantum Leap, all caps. <laughs> okay. And and I'm also a fan of you can find me in Scott Bakula's closet. <laughs> so so I and, forgot to add weeping. It was supposed to be you can find me in Scott Bakula's closet <laughs> weeping. Oh, I just pictured you as yeah. R. Kelly in the closet. Yeah, just finding you in Scott Bakula's closet is creepy. But if you're weeping, yeah, then no, it's I just old. I just appear behind Scott Bakula at random intervals like Dexter Loomis like yes oh yeah you could just appear in his closet crying while masturbating also, also, oh well now you <laughs> oh yeah oh now uh, oh now you've ruined it oh now did. now he's ruined it yeah uh well fun it's so weird that we mentioned Scott Bakula because I spent a portion of my day yesterday watching Necessary Roughness because it was free on Crackle oh so, wow. What so I'm like, what is that? <laughs> uh, okay, Necessary Roughness is the fictional tale of the Texas State University fighting armadillos. So they get busted by the NCAA for like taking money from boosters, blah, 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 using steroids. So now this fictional Texas University has to create a football team from just purely student athletes. No scholarships, no nothing. And Scott Bakula comes in as a 34-year-old freshman who basically he didn't go on to college ball after high school because his dad died. Mind you, their coaches are played by Hector Elizondo and Robert Loja. And it is cinematic perfection. Uh, Sinbad, <laughs> Sinbad's in that, correct? Sinbad's in it. Uh, he plays a professor who has a ability left. Uh, so then he joins the football team. A young Jason Bateman is in the show. Oh, shit. Um, you have Kathy Ireland at peak Kathy Ireland hotness. Uh, mm. who there you go. She plays, uh, she, she comes aboard as the kicker of the football team. It's once in cinematic gold.